I'm Kathy Davidson, and welcome to our women's meeting. We have a group of women here that have some faith, that are endeavoring to walk in the kingdom of God, and the kingdom of God is with power. I would like you to join us, to join your faith with us, and let God minister to you. Let's open with prayer. My heavenly Father, my heavenly Father who sits on the throne, would you grant us grace today? Father, I thank you for a spirit of grace over this meeting. I thank you that you open our eyes, that we can see, that you open our ears, that we can hear, that you open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Father, turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto you. And we ask this, in Jesus' name, amen. This is an interesting message that God gave me to do today. I've had this message in my heart for a while. But a couple days ago, God said, now I want you to do it. You'll see why it's an interesting message today. If you will turn with me to Revelations 3, we're going to get right into it. Some of us have things to do, so we are going to feed you, and then we'll send you on your way to feed everybody else. Revelations 3, I'm going to begin in verse 19. It says, as many as I love, stop. As many as I love. Who is speaking here? This is Jesus, and he's talking to the apostle John. He's asking John to write to the angels of these churches. And here in verse 19, he says, it is written. The word of God cannot be broken. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. So who does he rebuke and chasten? Those he loves. As many as I love. I rebuke and chasten. This whole section we're going to read was written because of the love of Jesus. Because of the love of Jesus. You will see when I was in denominational church, I thought that the Father in Jesus spoke with a big stick. And they were going to whack you on the head anytime you missed it. This whole passage we're going to look at today was written as many as I love. As many as I love. Don't forget that. This is why it was written. Now, if you will begin with me in verse 14. And under the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the Amen, the faithful and true witness we know that's Jesus, faithful, faithful and true, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. The faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. We know he was the beginning. He's the one that created. Now, verse 15, I know thy works. As many as I love, I chasten. I know thy works. Did you know Jesus knows your works? He knows exactly what you're doing. He knows where you are at this very moment. He knows the thought of your heart. God have mercy. It says, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. 
So then, because thou art lukewarm, as many as I love, I rebuke. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. It says, so that because thou art lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. As many as I love, he is warning some of us. He is warning some of us out of love. Out of love. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. He said, I will spew thee out of my mouth. You do not want to be spewed out of the mouth of Jesus. You don't want to go there. You don't want to go there. You know, Noah built the ark. Took him a hundred years to build that boat. A hundred years. And it says the whole time he was building it, he was preaching righteousness. Folks, you better get on the boat. You better get on the boat for a hundred years. And somebody made an interesting comment the other day. He said, not one person other than Noah's family, they didn't even want their kids on the boat. They didn't even want their children on the boat. You know, there was a boat then. We got a way out here and it's up. We have a way, we're going to get out of this one and it's up. It's up. Do you want your kids to go up? What are you doing to get them ready to go up? Already says, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Why? As many as I love. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. I am rich and am increased with goods and have need of nothing. You know that's America? That's America? You, you may say, well, that's not me. Were you able to take a shower this morning or a bath? You know there's a whole bunch of people that can't do that. There's not enough water. We got a whole church in Africa that haul buckets of water from the well that we built there, they don't have enough water to take a bath. You're not going to take a bath. You're not going to stand in the shower for five minutes. You think maybe we are a lot more blessed than we consider? Do you have a car? Did you, have a, did you come here with a car? Did you have a ride here? Do you know how blessed you are? You're going to have a big meal today. Are you going to have a meal today? Do you know how blessed you are? Do you have a big, nice, big, fat TV in your house today? Do you know how blessed you are? I love it. R.W. Shambuck said, the worst thing that happened to America was prosperity. The worst thing that happened to America was prosperity. You ask anybody in my, my dad's generation, the churches were full during World War II. They were full during the Great Depression. Why? They needed God. And then the 50s came along and the churches emptied. The churches emptied. Why? 
We don't need God anymore. We have everything we need. It says here, because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing and knowest not. You don't even know that you are wretched and miserable and poor, poor and blind and naked. You don't want to wait till the moment after, after we are sent up, raptured, to figure out that you messed up. It's too late. It will be too late. You are poor, wretched, miserable, and blind, and naked. Now, Jesus states these next verse exactly what we need. Why is he telling us this? Because it says, as many as I love. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. And then he goes on in verse 18. I counsel thee. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire. That thou mayest be rich. Go with me to 1 Peter 1, 6. We're going to find out what that fire, that gold is that we buy from Jesus. Do you have it? Do you have the gold that Jesus said, I counsel you to buy of me gold? You're going to need it. Jesus said, as many as I love, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Do you have the gold? Here it is. 1 Peter first chapter 1, verse 6. Wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be. You know what if need be is? Necessity. Necessity. If need be, it is necessary. It is necessary. It says that uh, wherein for a season it is necessary. You are in heaviness through manifold temptations. Why is it necessary that the trial, the trial of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire. Though it be tried with fire, might be found under praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. As many as I love, as many as I love. Do you hear the love of Jesus for you in this? Do you have the gold? Do you have the gold tried by fire? It says here in 1 Peter, it is necessary. It is necessary. If you do not have the temptations, and that word temptation means affliction, it means trouble. It means trouble. Afflictions, persecutions, it means trouble. Did you know that Jesus said that is necessary? It is necessary. Well, I don't have a care in the world. Where's your gold? Your faith is not going to grow sitting in a blue chair. Your faith is not going to grow in your prosperity when you have everything you want. That's not where it grows. 
It grows in the trouble. It grows in the persecution. I love what Smith Wigglesworth says. It says you find the ripest people in the persecution. Why? Because you know that you had better walk straight. It is necessary. Trouble, affliction, persecution is necessary. Jesus said you must, you must have the gold tried in the fire. Turn with me to Romans 5. Verse 3. It says, and not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. That word's the same. Trouble, afflictions, burdens, anguish. We glory in tribulations also. That is not so easy to do. When you get the letter in the mail, it is not so easy to say, glory, hallelujah. My faith has just got an opportunity to grow. We don't, but we need to. We need to. Knowing that that tribulation, that trouble, the trouble that you get, the trouble, the persecution, the affliction, knowing tribula uh, tribulation, it worketh patience. It worketh patience. You know what patient means? Staying believing. Staying believing. Continuing in believing. Why? Because you want out of the trouble. And the only way out is going to believe. You have to believe. It's a tribulation work of patience. Continuance. Continuing to believe. Not continuing in your attendance to church. Not continuing to read the Psalms all in a day and you didn't use your faith one second. Tribulation work of patience. Continuance in believing. And patience works experience. You're not going to get any experience using your faith unless you use it. And Jesus said it is necessary. Those I love, I chasten, I correct. Those I love, you have got to be willing. You have got to be willing to go through the afflictions. You've got to be willing. You've got to tell God, all right, all right, I'm ready. You won't be, but you'll get there. You'll get there. It is necessary. Let's go back to Romans 3, or Revelation 3. He said, um, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Says, I counsel thee to buy me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich. You know what's wonderful? Is when your faith is at the point when your bank account is zero, and you know in your heart it's gonna be there. You're rich. You're rich. When you get to that point where it, the, your bank account doesn't show you what you know you have. It is wonderful. It is so much fun that you know that tomorrow you're going to need $1,000 and you don't have it today. It is so much fun to know that you know that you know it's going to be there tomorrow. That is rich. That is being rich. That's rich. 
Just like Joel shared before with the church, he had the 121000 to pay off the balloon payment on this church, and it was in the bank. Three days later, the bank went belly up, and he lost the whole thing. If your heart is on your bank account, you better watch out. I've had experience. God can take it in a day. He can take it in a day. Not even being your fault. He can just yank it right out. Why? Time to go on. Time to go through a trial. Time to go through a trial. I had that one time where the, the bank stepped in and they put a hold on their account. And I, I went down there. I was in the sign business. I said, what's going on? You know, it was their mistake. Guess who got trialed Why it was their mistake? I was the one being tried. I thought, oh my God, what did I do? What did I do? It was to try me. You know what? I had to get my faith working and the bank coughed it back up. Thank you, Jesus. All right. It says that thou mayest be rich. That uh, I counsel thee to buy me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be rich. And white remnant that thou mayest be clothed that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. Those that I love, I chasten. Those, as many as I love, I chasten. It says that thou, that white remnant, that I counsel you to buy me white remnant, that thou mayest be clothed. That thou mayest be clothed. Turn with me to Isaiah. 61. Verse 10, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. For he has clothed me. Look at this. He has clothed me with the garments of salvation. And he has covered me with the robe of righteousness. There's your garments. There are the garments. He has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. Do you have the robe of righteousness on? Are you clothed with salvation? Do you have the robe of salvation on? Are you clothed with the robe of righteousness? Jesus said, it is necessary. It is necessary. You cannot walk in this. You cannot listen to these messages. You cannot say to yourself, oh, that was a good message, and not walk it. And not walk it. That will not make your robe any bit white. Turn with me to Revelation 7, 14. This is the Apostle John. And he says, one of the elders in verse 13 answered, saying unto me, what are these which are arrayed in white robes? And whence came they? And John answered him and said, sir, thou knowest. And he said unto me, these are they which came out of tribulation. There's that gold in the fire again. There's the gold in the fire again. It says, these are these came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes. How? And made them white. How? In the blood of the Lamb. In the blood of the Lamb. Your righteousness. 
Your righteousness is a gift of righteousness in Romans 5. If you, if you think your righteousness makes your robe any bit white, you've missed it. Your attitude, your personality, your background, the way you act has nothing to do with your white robe. Nothing to do with your white robe. What gets your robe white? It says right here, they were made white in the blood of lamb. That is the only way your robe will get white. The only way. Attendance doesn't make it white. Helping the old lady across the street does not make it white. Giving all the money that you have will not make the robe white. The only thing that will make that robe white is the blood of the lamb the blood of a lamb. And where you're going to get that, you're going to get it out of the gospel. The blood of a lamb is what makes you right. Your faith, your righteousness is in the blood of the lamb. Your justification, your sanctification, your righteousness, it comes out of the blood of the lamb. Do you have that? Is your robe being made white? Is it? If you are not working toward that white robe, it says these are they. These are they that came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Are you there? Are you there? Are you making that robe white? If you are not, you're missing it. You have an opportunity to get spewed out of the mouth of your Messiah, your Savior. Jesus said, as many as I love, as many as I love, as many as I love, I chasten, I rebuke. Where's your robe? Do you have a robe on? If you don't, Jesus said, out of love, you better go get one. You better buy the gold that is tried in the fire, and you better go get that white robe that is made out of the blood of the lamb. It doesn't come any other way. Now, let's go back to Revelations 3. I counsel thee to buy gold of me tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white remnant, that thou mayest be clothed, and the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. I want you to turn with me quickly to Revelations 16, verse 15. This is Jesus speaking. He said, Behold, I come as a thief. Revelation 16, 15. Behold, I come as a thief. We know that's Jesus. Blessed is he that watches and keepeth his garments. And keepeth his garments. Are you keeping your garments? And keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked. And they see his shame. Are you washed in the blood of the lamb? Have your sins been washed in the blood of the lamb? Are you justified in the blood of the lamb? 
Are you sanctified in the blood of the Lamb? Are you forgiven by the blood of the Lamb? Are you, Jesus said, as many as I love? As many as I love. I rebuke and chasten. He is telling us this not out of judgment. He's telling us this out of love. Out of love. Out of love. He doesn't want you to miss the rapture, the catching up, whatever you want to call it. All right, the next one. It says, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve that thou mayest see. Anoint thy eyes with eye salve that thou mayest see. Go with me to Matthew 13. Matthew 13, I'm going to begin in verse 13. It says, therefore speak I to them in parables. Because seeing they see not, and hearing they hear not, and neither do they understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith, By hearing you shall hear, and shall not understand. And seeing you shall see, and not perceive. For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing. Their ears are dull of hearing. And their eyes, isn't this amazing, they have closed. They have closed. They have closed. You will find that sin is sneaky. You will find that unbelief is sneaky. You will find it subtle. You will find that if you don't stay hot, if you don't push your will to stay hot, you'll start going cold. I think I'll just do this instead. I think I'll go here instead. I think I'll just watch this instead. It is subtle. Unbelief is subtle. Jesus said, if you are lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. I will spew you out of my mouth. As many as he loves, he rebukes and chastens. Your doing it halfway is not enough. Your walking part time is not enough. As many as I love, I rebuke. As many as I love, I rebuke. And I want to say something to some of you mothers. You, you say, well, that's okay. Um, that's just me. If you have children, you have to answer for those children. You have to answer for those children. You have to answer for those children. The people that didn't get on the ark have to answer for their children. For their children. We have to answer for them. And like I said before, if you have made the decision that you are not going to follow God, that you are not going to walk in the gospel, then you had better not have kids. 
you had better not have kids. It is written that the, the curse goes to the third and fourth generation. Do yourself a favor. Don't have kids. If you don't want to walk in this, if you don't want to stay hot, if you've got kids, you are responsible to get hot. You are responsible to get hot. You will answer for them someday. And you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. You know, even, even the family of Hitler, Adolf Hitler, I don't know if you know this. Adolf Hitler had a brother that had two sons. World War II, when they saw what their uncle was like, they vowed we will never have children. They were the only family that Hitler had, and they said we will never, ever have children. And they didn't. They got married. They never had kids. They knew a little bit. Sometimes we are so full of pride, we get stupid. All right? Now, it's a, uh, verse, uh, ver we're at verse 15. For this people's heart is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand, should understand. You see what happens when your eyes are opened? You understand. Quoting 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4 is not enough. You have to understand it. You have to walk in it. You have to have the revelation. It has to be in your heart. I remember when I first got this, I, I said to somebody, well, do you know what the gospel is? I mean, I was so proud of myself. Do you know what the gospel is? And they said, no. I said, I do. I do. It is that Jesus died, he was buried, and rose again. You know what? I didn't have it in my heart. I didn't have the revelation. I was no better off than the person I told it to. And I had to repent. And I did go back to them later and I said, I repent. I repent. I didn't know. I didn't see it. I didn't perceive it. I didn't understand it. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians 4. Verse, um, it says, uh, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 3. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Do you have your eyes open? Do you have the revelation of the gospel? Not the words, the revelation. Are you walking in the revelation? You know, you can say you have the revelation, but unless you got the works, it's not enough. What did James say? You say you have faith. I got the works to prove I have the faith. Are you proving? Are you proving you have the revelation of the gospel? Mark 16 says, these signs will follow them that believe. These signs will follow them that believe the gospel, that believe it. Are signs following you? Are you casting out devils? Are you laying hands on the sick? Are you speaking in tongues? Are you? As many as I love, I chasten. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. As many 
rebuke and chasten as many as I love. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. This message today is to a people that he loves. That he loves. Verse 20. Behold, I, well, let's go ahead. Verse 19. As many as I love, back in Re Revelation 3, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Fix it. That's all you have to do. Just repent. Repent says, repent means to change the way you're thinking. Fix it. That's all. Fix it. Repent. Be zealous and fix it. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him. I will come in to him. will step with him. And he with me. Dinner with Jesus. Wow. Dinner with Jesus. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, and that's even to us little women. As many as overcome, I will grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame. And am set down with my father in his throne. He that has an ear, let him hear. What the Spirit saith unto the churches, as many as I love, as many as I love, I rebuke. Do you have the gold tried in the fire? Do you have the white robe and are your eyes open? If not, repent and fix it. As many as I love. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861 327 Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.